Hello, friends! Have you ever come home after a hard day of work or on the road and said, I could really use a drink, but I'm not feeling beer or booze? Well, have we got your answer? Naughty Soda! Naughty Soda is a hard soda with an ABV of 5%. It's all natural and gluten-free. We make it with natural fruit juices, natural spices, and sweeten them with agave nectar. We also make a non-alcoholic version for those of you who don't want all the alcohol. 100% natural, hard soda. ABV, 5%. Naughty Soda, coming soon to you. Welcome to Live from Octagon Studios. Please sit back and enjoy the show. <laughs> it was rolling for the first one, right? Oh, yeah, that was rolling. Klaus is good, thank you. Hey, Klaus. <laughs> We're good to go? There's a man I know He came around Doing what he does best In an instant I could see He was not like all the rest With a my attention was held Wrapped in his mist And then I wonder why I let myself feel like this You're the kind of man words I can find 
You've just heard Kristen Tinsley do her song, Kind of Man. I'm your host at MC, Larry Greenstein. Next to me is my co-host, Christopher Ray. And welcome to Live from Octagon Studios. Please sit back and enjoy the show. Oh, yes, and Marissa in parentheses. She waved. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, welcome. Hello. Thank you for being Hello. here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, well, we're more than happy to have you here. <laughs> uh, we heard that kind of man, and uh, I was just kind of wondering... Which, uh, yeah, no, no pun intended, I guess, there. Uh, what gave you that, that idea for that song? I wrote it kind of early on when I first started playing. I was kind of seeing this particular guy. Kind of. Kind of, yeah. And um, I don't know. It just kind of came to me one afternoon, and um, I, I was really liking him a lot. And he was a musician also, and I just kind of, I don't know, it just kind of came to me. The, the song talks about you're the kind of man that would understand everything that I know. Why are you laughing at me? Kind of. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah, it was inspired by a guy that I was briefly seeing. So that's cool. Just briefly. Just, hey, there he is. I'm gonna write a song. <laughs> no, he was. <laughs> that was quick. It was, you know, one of those long-term month relationships. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. one of those. Some really hardcore. Yeah, we were really serious. <laughs> Bought cars together and puppies. And I know. Right? It was great. <laughs> he held hands a couple of times. Wow. You know. <laughs> so. Impressive. Yeah. Well, we yeah. hadn't even got to that stage. For us? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, but, you know, we're we're just kind of standoffish like that. Uh, yeah, you just totally threw my track, my, my train track off there. So you go ahead and think of something. <laughs> <laughs> you should start with the traditional. What got you into the music business? I, I could do that. Um, I was always really into music ever since I was a kid. And um, actually, my parents kind of pushed me more in the sports direction. So I ended up playing softball and uh, went to college on a volleyball scholarship. Um, I started playing volleyball in high school and uh, traveled and everything, went to college and played. And in between going from Valdosta State to Georgia Southern, 
Um, I was really bored that summer and I really didn't have anything to do. So I called my grandfather and I asked him if he would finally teach me how to play guitar. And um, he went with me to buy my first guitar and he taught me about three or four chords. And then within a week I knew how to play a song and he goes, I pretty much don't have anything else to teach you. <laughs> That's all I know. And I just kind of went from there and but it was something I was always really interested in, but my parents just never really facilitated. So when I turned 19, I just was like, you know what? It's now or never. If I don't do it, I'm never going to know. And I would always wonder. And I always knew I had a passion and a love for it. So I just kind of just went for it and dove head first into the shallow end and tried to figure it out. You know, bang so, your head, huh? Yeah, I did a lot. <laughs> <laughs> still, still doing that. But yeah, music always kind of was involved in my life in so many different aspects. I mean, just through breakups or, you know, uh, getting ready to play a match, you know, to kind of pump you up. Um, you know, it's just, it's, it's in everybody's life, you know, more than you really realize. And it was just something I always wanted to do. That's pretty cool. I mean, you, you, <laughs> you apparently you picked it up really fast. So, mm -hmm. I mean, good on you. I, I, I look at a guitar and my brain starts to hurt. Well, that's so. the way I always felt too. It was like this mystery. And I still, you know, at times, especially when I see some of my bandmates play and I'm like, God, that's so amazing. I wish I could do that because I'm more of a rhythm player and a, a writer. But um, yeah, I just, I always really wanted to know how to do it. So I, like I said, I was 19 and I was kind of feeling that age thing. And I went, you know, if I don't do it now, I'm really going to regret this. And I really would have, and you know, looking back and all the wonderful experiences I've had with playing and meeting people, I'm really glad I did it. Now, I, you said he, he went with you to buy your first guitar. Mm -hmm. So I'm guessing this gorgeous Gibson you have here on the floor is not your first guitar. No, <laughs> no the first one I bought was this little Ibanez. It's, I think it was all of $115 or something. I still have it. But um, yeah, the Gibson... I call that my child because <laughs> I literally, I saved up so much money for that thing. And a good friend of mine actually ordered it for me and put it on layaway for me to make sure that I got that guitar. Oh, wow. So, yeah, it, it was a very special instrument. And also, too, it's it's one that they don't make anymore. Gibson doesn't make that model anymore. So I'm going to have it forever. <laughs> That's good to hear. It's good to hear, yeah. really. <laughs> Do you, do you write most of your stuff on this or do you do it on the Ibanez? Or? Actually, it's kind of funny. I, I write on the Ibanez. If I'm ever going to sit down to write, um, I really do use that other one because it's a smaller guitar. It's just a regular dreadnought style. And right. that one's so big. And if I'm sitting in my room or sitting on the couch, it's really cumbersome because it's just got that jumbo back end and it's just huge. And it's just really awkward when you're trying to sit on the couch or something. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, I typically write on that Ibanez, though. That's pretty much... I think I've written every song on that guitar. Oh, cool. So I really don't think I've written anything with that one, to tell you the truth. That's just kind of my working guitar. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. You? I don't have a guitar. I know you don't have a guitar, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> no, you got anything to interject? Not about the guitar, no. no. I, know, I know nothing about guitars. <laughs> <laughs> but who, who do you listen to that, that influences your style? And um, My biggest influences... Uh, Fleetwood Mac, Stevie Nicks, and Lindsey Buckingham. Those are by far, you know, my idols. Give anything to meet them one of these days. But um, as as I've kind of been growing as an artist, I had a very smart person tell me that I really needed to stop listening to 
my CDs because I was listening to the same thing over and over and over. And I just wasn't growing. Uh, everything was sounding the same. So I literally just took every single CD that I had and just took it out of my CD player and out of my car. So I wouldn't even have the urge to put it in. And I just turned on the radio, you know, and I would listen to classic rock and I would listen to some of the modern rock stations, alternative rock. But it just started growing my scope of music and it really started helping grow my songwriting. Um, a few of the new bands that I really like now are Black Keys. I really, really dig their stuff. There's a few other ones, but I mean, they, they haven't, Imagine Dragons is probably another one that I really like, but I'm really into, you know, classic rock more than anything. Um, Heart became another really big influence once I stopped listening to Fleetwood Mac nonstop. <laughs> um, I love, I love Heart. Um, yeah, I thought I heard a little Heart in. Yeah. How you little Nancy playing. Wilson in there. Led Zeppelin's another good one. Um, you know, they well, were if really, you listen to Heart, you have to listen to exactly, Led Zeppelin. Yeah, because they were so influenced by them. So um, but it's kind of all over the board now, but by far Stevie Nicks is my main super influence. <laughs> so when they were here, yes. Did you go and see them? Oh, I did. Okay. Oh yeah. Sure. I bought my tickets the week they went on sale. And uh, they're coming back in December, and Christine McVie is actually going to be with them this time, so that's going to be pretty cool. I'm, I'm hoping I can go. I thought she was with them this time. Mm-mm. She hasn't been with them since they did the 97. Oh, because they were making a huge stink about how she's – I guess that was for the later show. Yeah. Um, it's been a big deal that she's coming back because she's been gone for, I want to say, maybe 15, 20 years. Something like that, yeah. Yeah. So they, they're really ramping it up because she's – going back on the road with him and she hasn't toured in so long so it'll be pretty cool i'd like to see that actually i'm gonna try to go i'm gonna do my best <laughs> you should might as well yeah, yeah. <laughs> get a press pass so you can go backstage i know i need a hookup if anybody out there has a hookup with that <laughs> hit me up <laughs> what <laughs> you just keep staring at me i'm paying attention to me to what's going on. Oh, okay. <laughs> to everything. <laughs> Marissa, anything? Well, you mentioned your your grandfather was the one that gave you the, I guess, the inspiration to play. He obviously taught you a few things. Mm -hmm. I mean, was there something about your grandfather that he played? Was there a piece that he played that kind of helped you learn this? Or um, Well, growing up, uh, whenever we would go visit, my brother and I would go visit and stay with our grandparents on the weekends. He was a Baptist preacher. And so he always played piano in church and they always sang in church. And on the weekends, they had... Um, one, they had a couple that would come over and we'd kind of do a little jam in the living room. So when we were kids, we would sit around. It's kind of like when they were growing up, their parents would do the same thing. We'd just sit around and they would just play and sing gospel songs for hours. And my grandfather was so talented because he could play everything. I mean, he'd play guitar. He would get the fiddle off the wall and play that, or that he'd go over to the piano. And I mean, even I, I heard this rumor um, as I got older, he actually taught himself how to play accordion. Oh, wow. which is a wild instrument to start with. But um, he taught himself how to play. He couldn't read any music, but he played by ear. And I was fortunate enough, I guess I got that from from him. And then just being around it and listening, when he started teaching me a couple of things, I was able to learn how to play by ear as well. I guess, you know, and I've really, it's not like I was really over there a lot. I mean, it was maybe once a month we would go over there and visit on the weekends, but, you know, it wasn't like it was around me every single day, but what exposure I had to it was enough that, you know, it was just something I always wanted to do. 
and also too on my mother's side, her her father um, was a musician as well. He actually um, was touring at one time. He was on Hee Haw a lot and on the Grand Ole Opry. And unfortunately, he lived down in Florida, so I really didn't get to spend a whole lot of time with him. But I mean, I kind of had that music thing on both sides. And whenever I would see him, he would always throw a guitar in my hand because he was want. Everybody was always want me to do music, but my parents were just never. They would never put me into anything. I don't know. It's just weird. <laughs> so. Wow. So you obviously got in this industry. I mean, you obviously are, you love to sing. You're very passionate about what you do. I mean, but <laughs> what if someone was just starting to get into this? What what kind of advice would you give them to get into these gigs or into oh, maybe doing solo work? Whatever, I would whatever. tell them to get ready because it's a rocky road, that's for sure. I mean, it really... It really takes a strong person to do, especially the solo stuff. I mean, you know, a lot of I hear a lot of people, they are like, oh, I play and it's great. But, you know, going out and playing in front of people every single night and, you know, especially doing it all by yourself, it's a lot of work. You take a lot of licks. You take a lot of bumps. Uh, it, it's, you know, because you're on your own. But, you know, my advice is go watch the people that do it all the time, ask them questions, learn how they set up their gear and what they do in certain rooms and look at your crowd, see what kind of people are sitting in the audience to kind of gauge what you need to play at a certain time of night. I really feel like you need to have a very versatile set list because you never know you know, what people are going to ask you to play or what style or, or what artist. And, you know, if, if you can't get something, at least in the ballpark, it kind of makes your job a little harder because then you might lose your audience a little bit. And also too, I'd say more than anything, just make sure whatever it is that you are doing, you're doing it wholeheartedly and passionately because that comes across and makes you stand out than from just the person sitting in the corner, just chucking away, playing, doesn't care. I think that's one thing that, I've learned over the years, fortunately, because people appreciate that and they want to come back and see that because of how much you're into it. It's just like anything else you do that you're passionate about. You can't just go, you know, half cocked. You got to go in 100% or else what's the point? Right. So even if you're tired and you don't want to be there. <laughs> You just got to do it. Wait a minute. Are you saying you're tired? You don't want to be here? No, 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 not now. I mean, just, not now. I'm, I'm like stoked to be here right now. Yeah, right now. But just then you were tired. No, I'm not she tired. Was, I'm talking. She was just it. describing. Stop it. Oh my goodness. <laughs> my job, man. What was that first song? Kind of man. The first song that you learned. Oh, okay. Sorry. Um, the first song I learned was actually a Fleetwood Mac song. Go figure. Um, called That's weird. S I know. <laughs> why would you? I don't know. I have no idea why I leaned in that direction. Yeah, odd. Such um, an obscure group anyway. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Not many people have known. heard of them. Yeah. <laughs> There's some chick named Stevie. Um, it was a song called uh, Sweet Girl. And it was on the 97 Dance album. And it was funny. The reason I learned how to play that song was because I went to the music store and I bought a music book. And I went through and I was trying to teach myself how to read tablature. And I wasn't really sure what I was looking at or what I was doing. So a lot of the notations, I didn't know how to read it. I didn't know what it was. And I really didn't have anybody to tell me what it was. 
And that song in particular had no weird markings on it. So I was able to figure it out. So I listened to the song and I was able to figure out what the chords were based off the tablature. And so I taught myself how to read all that. And it was the easiest one to learn. So that's why I learned it. And also too, I didn't know very many chords and my, my fingers weren't tough enough and I didn't have the dexterity. And that was the only one I could play. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> it's usually best to learn an easy thing first. Typically, yeah. And you don't want to go right into like Enter Sandman or something. Right. Uh, Stairway to Heaven yeah, or, yeah. you know, something something crazy. So um, She went to the Stanley Clark guitar book. and <laughs> Yeah, yeah Chet, Chet Atkins was first on my list, but you know. <laughs> I just like busted open the hardest thing I could, you know. <laughs> just started with that. Yeah. It was great. I think it I broke good. three fingers. It was, it was superb. <laughs> Words the word. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, uh, I say we, we hear another one. We're going to go with uh, Try Again. So enjoy, y'all.
<laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you. Yay. All right, well, we just heard uh, Try Again, and uh, that was amazing. So uh, why don't you tell us a little about it? Um, that song is about a uh, very tumultuous relationship that was just back and forth, back and forth. And uh, just, it, you know, it's kind of supposed to be, you know, an uplifting song because it's supposed to be letting the other person know that, you know, no matter what has happened or may happen that I'm always going to try. I'm always going to give it my all. And it was just kind of like a message to the person that I was intending it about. And, you know, I just wanted him to know that no matter what, I wasn't going to give up and I was always going to be there. And I was supposed to be an optimistic, you know, this should make you feel confident and happy and everything. So it was, it's, it's uh, really, for a long time, it was a really difficult song to sing because I would get really emotional and it was hard to get through. But, um, I've done it so many times now. I mean, I can get through it, but it's it's a very emotional song. Well, it sounds amazing. So, I mean, Thank you. you know, apparently, you're doing a good job with it. <laughs> Getting through it just fine. I'm working on it. <laughs> uh, I just totally lost my track train of thought again. There it goes, off the rails. That's okay. Like a crazy train. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so where are you performing at right now? Um, I have um, some steady gigs. Um. Every Tuesday, I'm at Patty's Irish Pub in Kennesaw. Um, I do, they do a bike night there from 7 to 10. Bike um, night? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, we have. Just making sure that's what you said. I didn't I did. mishear it. People ride their huffies. <laughs> <laughs> with their, with, Look at my pink basket. I know. <laughs> Look at this basket. <laughs> the streamers really make this one. <laughs> All the spoke art on the sides. <laughs> yeah. I got to change out this baseball card, man. <laughs> starting to go a little flappy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So they have a bike night there. Yeah, bike night. Um with proper bikers. Yes. <laughs> yeah, they'd probably beat the huffy guys behind. <laughs> but uh yes, I'm there every Tuesday. Um every Friday right now until the end of May, I'm at Spice Brick Oven out in Alpharetta. Um Saturday's kind of very um I play in downtown Woodstock at Maxwell's. Um and then every other Sunday I'm at Nick's in Marietta. What's Nick's? Nick's is a really awesome Greek restaurant. Oh, okay. But um, it is a, it's kind of like around Marietta, it's it's kind of a a big deal. I mean, they do jams every single night. A lot of really well-known musicians play there a lot. Um, they've had some big acts actually come through and hop up and play with some of the people that were on stage because a lot of the people that play there are like touring musicians for bigger acts. It's a really special place. It is a dive and a half and you would never think, like I always compare it to like the poltergeist house. This it, It's been grandfathered. <laughs> Everything's been grandfathered in because it's been there for so long and there's now a church across the street. So they can't really do anything to fix the property. They just kind of put some duct tape on it and some nails and <laughs> some paint and say it's fixed. Who's got some gum? I need I, some gum. I'm serious, but it is a really magical place. Um, but I always joke around. It's like one day we're all just going to drive by and it's going to just going to be like self-imploded, like the poltergeist <laughs> house, you know, like that scene at the end. But I mean, I'm telling you, it's just, it's a really magical place. And, um, you know, the owners are really, really close personal friends of mine. And I've been playing there probably about four years every other Sunday. Oh, um, cool. So it's one of my most favorite gigs. I really, really like that place. So since you mentioned that, uh, mm -hmm. have you played with anybody that anybody would know 
had somebody jumped on stage while you're there? Yeah, I've had that happen a couple of times. Um, Barry Richman, uh, he's really well-known blues guitar guy. Um, he plays just about every single night of the week, but I've gotten a chance to play with him. There was another, there was another time he's passed now, but, um, his name was Wayne Bearsalls. He was just a huge name back in the day. And he played literally up until he was on his deathbed, but he jumped on stage with me one night, just out of nowhere. I don't even know where his guitar or him came from. I just looked over and he goes, just keep on playing. And he, oh, he's just the coolest guy ever. You just heard a... I know he just appeared like a leprechaun, (laughs) (laughs) you know, and he's playing lead. Um, trying to think, um, John McKnight and John Schwanky. Those are two just like staple guys that play with everybody around town. But John McKnight is, he's one of the most amazing drummers. He can play anything, any style and just make it shine. It doesn't matter. He made, he makes horrible people sound amazing. (laughs) He's just magic. He's great. Get him. (laughs) <laughs> he's he's awesome. Um, that's probably really about it. I mean, I, I've met some cool people, but I didn't get a chance to play with them. But well, um, meeting him was good too. Yeah, meeting him was really awesome. But hey, may, may I interject for a minute? You can do whatever you want. Okay, I, I'm still stuck on Nick's. Is this like near the Marietta Square? It is. Or is it near it's, the Big Chicken? Or? It's it's near the Square. It's everything's it's about near a, the Big Chicken. Well, you know, I mean, I know everything revolves around the Big Chicken. I, <laughs> I understand know. that, but you know, I don't know. Is it closer into town? It's it's closer to the Square. It, it is it's, closer to the Square. It's okay. probably, it's maybe a mile. Maybe okay. maybe if it if if it is a mile, it, it's just over a mile. But it's it's right off the Square down uh, Whitlock Avenue. Going okay. out towards Dallas. Okay. But, um, yeah, it's been there for years. It's and guess cool where place. you're going for dinner. We got to go check it out sometime. Yeah. <laughs> Happy Mother's Day. <laughs> uh, my mom thanks you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. With that nice, nice question at the end of that. <laughs> Think. <laughs> well, I don't even know if she listens to these things, so. Well, if she does, Happy Mother's Day. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Happy Mother's Day to all those mothers. <laughs> even though this will be. I don't know when we're going to put this on. Not going to be today, so. <laughs> and is there an online outlet where people can find your music? Yes. Um, I'm on iTunes. Um, my Ooh, the, iTunes. Oh, yeah, my good. My album uh, that I released back in 2006, it's it's all available on iTunes. Um, you can also go to kristentinsley.com. As long as you spell my name right, it comes up. <laughs> but uh, that that has my schedule, bio, music, uh, links to buy the album if you want to buy the actual hard copy of it. Let's see. I think that's about it. Yeah, iTunes and that. Do you have a new album coming out at all? Uh, not not right now. Uh, there will be new music coming out. My original band, Barrel House, uh, we've been recording. There's a couple of things up from a few live shows that we've done, but we were supposed to have this done by the first of the year and we kind of really just put the brakes on and we're really taking our time instead of we at first we were kind of trying to hurry up and put something out there and then my lead guitar player who makes most of the decisions uh he just was like you know what I'm just I want to back off this we don't need to rush this so I have no idea what our status is on that. We've just kind of been recording a lot, but I don't really know what our plan is. Hopefully sooner rather than later. Um, and then I'm hopefully going into the studio for some more solo stuff um, here in the next couple of weeks to start doing a few songs to put together in a, in a little demo pack for a couple of people that have requested it. So 
Um, and when that's done and everything's uh, copyrighted and stuff, that'll be available online. I'll probably just put it up through my website and just have it as like an MP3 download or something. Are you doing that recording here at the lovely Octagon Studios? Um, we... I'm supposed to say yes. Just say I, yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, Skip. <laughs> Plug. For people who haven't had to go through this, what is the process like about getting stuff onto iTunes? Um, my process was pretty easy. When I had my CD pressed and copied, I went through a company called Oasis. And they hook you up with um, a company called CD Baby and Host Baby. And what they do is they provide a platform for you to build your website. And it's very user-friendly. And then when you, when you do all that, you're automatically linked in with CD Baby. So another service that they had was they hooked you up with iTunes also. So it was all just laid out. All I had to do was just hit a button and load everything on there and click OK. And that was how that worked. Because when we started our podcast, we got on iTunes pretty fast. Yeah. And people seemed to be very impressed by the fact, oh, you have something on iTunes. Yeah. Well, I mean, at one point in time, you could upload directly to it. And when they cut that out, people got weird about it. So they were like, ooh, you're on iTunes already? It's like, yeah. Hmm. Well, I did it a long time ago, so maybe it was easier. I, I, I seriously just Well, you, the you said you went through somebody. Basically, so did we. Mm-hmm. So. And maybe that makes it easier. Yeah, I, I mean, think it probably does. Yeah, because they, they pretty much had all the backing and all the, I guess, the infrastructure and everything built in on their end. So all I had to do was put it on there. And I think I just clicked the button that said, do you want this on iTunes? <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> technically, technically um, we didn't go through anybody to get listed on iTunes. No. We hosted somebody else for hosting. But right. the point I was getting to was that it's not as difficult as people might think. You don't have to have the big record contract. Oh, yeah, no. no. Yeah, down no. There. I mean, we're idiots. <laughs> and we're not getting a record contract yeah, anytime we're soon. Not getting a record. <laughs> Nobody wants to record us and, you know, make albums. We're not Cheech and Chong or something. <laughs> what? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> it's our off mic. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Spoons. Spoons. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna cut that <laughs> there might be some tick fans out there stop talking now you've derailed us again yeah i kind of do that i had to look at my notes and they're not helpful <laughs> do you get a lot of response from the internet stuff uh i do um it's kind of funny it's usually people that are out of state or out of the country because they either hear about me through somebody that's seen me play live. Some has just been some random people that have just found me online somehow. I, I don't know. Um, but uh, the internet is an amazing thing. And it's really, all the tools that are out there for artists is really, really neat. Because it really does give you a, a great opportunity to connect with your fans. Whereas, pro, you know, years ago, if you were an artist just getting on the scene, you really had to get on the road in order to make an impact or to get heard or seen. Now, people, some people just browse around for indie music and, you know, f- have found me or my friends that way. So, well, that and, brings me to a different question. That I was saying it really levels the playing field, yeah, too. Yeah, it does. Mm-hmm. I mean, because you have the same distribution as, you know, anybody Kiss. Fleetwood Mac. Well, yeah, yeah I mean, it just, it's a matter, it's just a matter of, just doesn't have, don't, you just don't have the marketing team. Right. Yeah. Um, I don't have that kind of money to throw behind PR or anything, 
But uh, yeah, it's just, it's what I like the most about it too, is it gives me an opportunity. I mean, people can directly email me or if they live close by, they can come see me play. And it's really neat getting to talk to people that like your music. Probably Stevie Nicks can't talk to every single person that likes her music, but you know, I don't have a million people on my website right now. So it's, it's really cool to get to talk to those people because it's really neat to kind of you know, from where I started and, you know, where it's going and where it's been, I really get a thrill out of people liking the music, getting something out of it and being able to talk to me about it or ask questions. I think that's really, really cool because there's a million questions I'd like to ask my idols. And it's just, I think it's really cool. <laughs> now, if you got that chance, would you be starstruck? I would probably pass out. I don't know <laughs> if any, if any fans or, or if you guys watch American Horror Story. Yeah. The last this past season, uh, there was this one particular witch on there that was totally obsessed with Stevie Nicks, and Stevie Nicks made a cameo on the show, and she walks in the room, and the the girl just pat like takes a deep breath and just hits the floor, just passes out, and every single one of my friends went, "There goes Kristen Tinsley." <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, I I swear if if. I don't know. I probably wouldn't be able to say anything because I wouldn't I wouldn't even know what to say. I would probably lose it. I, I really would. I would I'd start shaking and I'd be like, oh, my God, you're in the room. <laughs> well, I can give you a, a really good way to break the ice. Uh, I need to be really drunk. Hello. <laughs> Hello. That always works. Oh, man. Then I you know. can pass out. I Hello. don't Gosh, I don't even know if I'd be able to say that. <laughs> I would pro I would probably like lose like everything. <laughs> I'd lose all just, I wouldn't be able you to do it. You just throw up and pass Probably, out. Probably, yeah. She'd be like, oh, so that's who I'm supposed to meet? Pro I, and that would be exactly how that would go. <laughs> so this is the girl you were telling me about? <laughs> yeah, she's impressive. <laughs> that was great. I've never seen anybody projectile vomit and pass out. So. <laughs> uh, back to the, the iTunes, and you said people are going to look around. Mm -hmm. uh, are you under indie music? And like singer songwriter or just you know I don't remember what no, I'm under. No. It's been it's been a while since I've even looked. You can search her name though. Yeah, yeah. I, I was just wondering because some people do like what she said. Mm -hmm. Go on and just say, ooh, you know, singer songwriter, and then just start skimming through and. Yeah, I can't remember what I put on there. I, um, it was it was so long ago when I did it, so I'm not 100 percent sure. But uh, yeah, if you type in my name, it'll come up. <laughs> but you have to spell it correctly because Kristen can be spelled. With an E or an I. Yeah, mine's I-N. But uh, it, yeah, it comes up just under my name, so. Fine. Fine. Trying to go a different route. <laughs> just, I actually kind of wanted to see what it would it would have fallen under. Yeah, this. I just, I can't remember. I don't know if I put like rock or indie singer-songwriter. I'm not sure what I classified it as. It Like I said, it, this was years ago. Well, there's been a lot of updates. They can change your classification, too. If They, they may have. Yeah, I mean, if they're listening to it, they're like, this is more singer-songwriter or more indie rock or something. I'm pretty sure I listed it under heavy metal. De yeah. Death rock. <laughs> I listed metal. it under a comedy album. Metalocalypse. Metalocalypse, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wow, I keep just derailing myself. Maybe I should write notes for these. <laughs> <laughs> I had a question, actually. How, how do you come up with your, like, your words? Do you go to like a, a certain place and, and sit down, or do you jot them down in a notebook? Thesaurus. And, and then the other thing is, the other part of this is being a musician myself, is what also encourages you to practice these things so that you, <laughs> I mean, because that's a lot of times a problem with musicians, 
some people have problems practicing. So yeah. Um, so what inspire? What helps you out? Well, as far as the writing goes, um, I get inspiration from a lot of different things. Like I, I seriously could just be driving down the road and a lyric or a line will just come to me. So I keep paper and pen in my car. It's the most dangerous thing in the world. Kids don't do this, but I, I will just be writing while I'm driving down the road. I'll, I've written a whole song in the car before. Um, doing 80. Yeah. Well, I was doing 80 <laughs> two. <laughs> um, but, uh, sometimes, I mean, I'll wake up out of a cold sleep and just start writing something down. I keep paper and pen by my bed. Um, I I never really know. Um, it just kind of happens. Once in a blue moon, I will just vomit out something like right there on the spot and it's and just done. And then pass out. <laughs> and then pass out because Stevie Nicks walked in the room. <laughs> um, but it's it, that's kind of a rarity um, these days. I've kind of, my writing's a little bit slowed down just because life's gotten a little noisy. I don't write near as much as I used to. Things kind of come in little snippets more so than just the whole thing. And typically, I start out with words first. Um, they That seems to come to me easier. Sometimes I'll have a melody in my head. Um, I'll, I've left myself messages on my phone humming a melody or I have a little... Um, a tape deck, like when I don't have time to get to the computer and turn everything on, I'll just, I've got tape and I'll just hit record and I'll hum out a tune if I'm in my room. And then I'll go back and figure it out on guitar later when I've got time. So that, that's, you know, kind of my method. Um, and then as far as practicing, I just, I, you know, unfortunately I, we were talking earlier, I just don't practice as much as I used to. When I lived alone, you know, it was so easy to come home from work and just sit on the couch or I had a studio room set up. I could go sit in my studio room and, and just mess around on the guitar and I would practice or I would practice my cover songs for my shows or I would just sit and write just nonstop. But um, I kind of feel a little disjointed in my life now because, you know, I've got so much of my things that I use in storage. I've only got a handful of things, you know, just the necessities, you know, in my room now where I'm living because and I've got roommates. So, you know, it's just it's it, it's different. Life has really kind of gotten in the way of my music because with playing all the time, you know, it, it does become work. So you're at work and that takes time away from practice. And then, you know, working during the day and being busy and just trying to have a life, it kind of overshadows needing to just sit at home and play. So I probably should be more disciplined and sit at home and play. But sometimes my friends are like, Hey, let's go out. And that's, yeah, let's go. I'm ready. <laughs> um, but, you know, hopefully with getting ready to go back in and record, I'm really hoping that it's going to start getting the creative juices going again and kind of get me moving more in that direction. Cause I kind of feel like once you're thrown into that, you don't have a choice. You've it's, you know, it becomes, it becomes a focus at that point cause you've got to get it done. So then your mind is flipped on to, I need to pay attention to this. Whereas right now I'm just kind of on autopilot sometimes. I know that's a horrible thing to say as Pat, cause I love what I do, but it's just, you know, there's just so many other factors, you know, bills and, and job and all that stuff. So it, it's just, it's, it's a balancing act. Well, it's important as you say stuff like that, though, so that people who are also in your situation don't get discouraged. Oh, it's really, yeah, it's easy to get discouraged. You're still making it work. Mm -hmm. And they have situations where I can't get time to do this, can't get time mm -hmm. to that. 
But don't give up. Exactly. I mean, I, I definitely don't feel like I've given up, but I I definitely I've lost a lot of focus. That's why, you know, this opportunity that's come down the pike with with going in to record, I'm really hoping it's gonna kinda it's gonna take my focus off of some unnecessary things and push me, you know, to get back over here where I it's my love and get me moving in that direction again. Cause I mean, you know, you can make a living off playing cover songs, but I mean, you know, I'm a writer and I, I just have felt so stagnant and I guess maybe I got a little bit of that defeated feeling and maybe that's why I've had a hard time writing. Cause may, I think maybe at one point I just threw my hands up and was like, what's the point? I had no reason. I didn't feel like I had a reason to do it. You know, I was like, no one cares is the way I felt. And then, you know, when I met this gentleman and we started talking and he's like, you know, I want to do A, B and C with you. Then I started thinking, I was like, oh gosh, I've got, I've got to get back on this. I need to, I need to start, I need to start paying attention. I need to wake up. I'm anticipating this being a very good thing. So, cause there's some things I need to get out and I know I need to, and I've just been neglecting it. So it is coming. <laughs> Bad musician. I know. Bad. I'm just being honest. She's very talented and very passionate. You can really tell in her music. So we want to get another one in? Uh, sure. I, I would, I would like that. Would you? Sure. Okay. Well, <laughs> would you? Yes. Okay. Well, this one's going to be uh, the brokenhearted. Uh, I would say enjoy, but I don't know. It sounds kind of depressing, really. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, let's let's go to it. Am I good to go? <laughs> go. Anytime. All right. Happened again before my eyes. Another has fallen. I kept my distance, held my ground, but still he came calling. It's not that I don't care, and I do want you there. But the past has truly been unkind. This time I've made up my mind. I don't want to be the brokenhearted anymore I put my trust in others' hands too many times before Though I've cried the tears and I've felt the strain Because I could not stay Oh, love's a state of got to find Why is time so unkind? Why could the sands not wait? Why did it have to be you? This is more than I can take well, It has to be this way I know I'm sorry you have to but the past has truly been unkind This time I've made up my mind No, I don't want to be the brokenhearted anymore I put my trust in others' hands too many times before Though I've cried the tears and I've felt the strain because 
to Brokenhearted, loved it. So far, they've all been great. So, yeah, you know, <laughs> yay, and uh, <laughs> yay, <laughs> uh, I can kind of figure where you got your experience, your 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 your, your inspiration. In, yeah, I don't know why I was going with experience. Perspiration. Your perspiration. <laughs> uh, for, your steam for this one, yeah. uh, but you might as well give us a little story behind it. Um. I wrote it when I, I was a man. <laughs> no, it was just um, I was in college when I wrote that. I was down at Georgia Southern, and um, the guy that I was seeing, we were kind of doing a long distance thing. That's always hard. Yeah, especially like you know, I was playing volleyball, so I was my time was really monopolized with that, and I couldn't come home a lot. And basically, that song was just kind of <laughs> it's kind of weird. It's almost like I'm talking myself out of being in a relationship. It's, ah. it's kind of weird because it's, it's saying, you know, I, I'd already been down this road so many times. I'm tired of being hurt. I'm tired of being, you know, let down. I'm tired of letting people down because I can't be there because, you know, sometimes I do get very selfish with my time. And, you know, I have a tendency to just go and kind of it takes a really strong man to be with me because I just kind of go and do what I want to do sometimes. And not all the time, but a good majority of the time. And it was just kind of like a message just saying like, it's probably not a good idea for you to want to be involved with me because I I'm this way and I'm not planning on changing and I don't want to be hurt anymore. So you're probably not even going to get the whole me anyways. It's just kind of, it was just kind of me, I guess, figuring out a way to talk myself out of being in a relationship. Cause I was trying to justify it, I guess. Um, and I guess tell myself why it is I was alone, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's kind of that's kind of where that one came from. That's but legitimate. It's, I mean, yeah, you and know. it you know, and also too, it was kind of one of those things like, I guess for a listener, um, 
you know, kind of saying it's okay to have those feelings. It's okay to be that person. I think where people fail is where, when they don't realize that about themselves and they try to do something and they go about it halfway or, you know, they end up hurting each other. Or So it was just kind of like saying, you know, I feel this way. So I'm sure somebody else out there does and maybe they can relate and it's okay if you feel that way. It's not the end of the world. It's just that, that amount of time. I like it. You guys like the explanation? <laughs> I do. No, yeah, yeah. We have one hand raised. That's Hands cool. up. I need an adult. <laughs> it serves as a warning for would-be suitors. <laughs> yeah. This is my song to you. I'm really not that into you. <laughs> but enjoy. <laughs> well, and also, too, in the song, too, um, I do actually say, you know, I'm sorry it has to be this way. And I actually, you know, I actually am uh, like apologizing because I really, I was acknowledging I wanted to be there and I wanted to be in the relationship, but it's just, you know, it's like, I just, I don't know what else to do. And it's probably just better if we just don't because I can't right now kind of a thing. But we ended up dating anyways, because then I ended up going back home to Marietta and we ended up getting back together eventually. But that was where I was when I wrote the song. Uh, yeah. <laughs> For, that was two months. Oh wow! <laughs> that was another long term. <laughs> you, you you you. I'm rocking. Are, yeah, I'm rocking those, these four week and eight week relationships, yeah, those man. Are, that's amazing. <laughs> I know. But you're I, getting I, songs I, out of them, so yeah, you're getting. I know. Gosh. There you go. <laughs> she's the um, she's the uh, what's it? The modern day Alanis. Instead, <laughs> <laughs> she's not writing songs about Dave Couillet. Well, yeah. Right. She could. <laughs> It'd be strange, but you could. Yeah, I could. <laughs> you could write a song called The Cut It Out Guy. The Cut It Out Guy. <laughs> oh, no. It's be something classy like Canadian Boy. Canadian Boy. Canadian Bacon. <laughs> oh, there you go. Canadian Bacon. I always liked Uncle Jesse better. Spoon. <laughs> <laughs> you really stuck on Spoon, aren't you? It cracks me up when he was saying it earlier. It was so funny. That's the title of your new song. Spoon. Yes. <laughs> apparently Evan's new pickup line. <laughs> there you go, Evan. You now have a new pickup line. And you line. can dedicate it to this this crazy guy named Evan Martin, right? Yeah. I'll say it like your questions. It's a good thing we don't have a mic on him. We don't really want him talking anyways. Probably don't need one. No, he's right next to Marissa. So hers he's over there trying out. so hard to not no, say no, no, anything. No, 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 <laughs> His voice carries like whale song anyway. Yeah, it'll get there. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it does. <laughs> oh, my. Well, that was just odd. <laughs> we were going to ask her what's up next. Yes. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> go ahead. I'm too busy chuckling about the whale song. <laughs> what is up next for you? We heard um, that you, you're getting back with the the band or your, yourself. Um, well, uh, my original band is called Barrel House. Mm -hmm. um, we've been recording. Uh, we've got a little practice space down in Atlanta, and we record there. Um, but I'm actually... I'm about to sign with a management company. Um, just me personally, not the whole band, but just me. And that's where the solo project is coming into play again. Um, because he's wanting to get me in to do some uh, original stuff, like newer original stuff. And then I think he also wants to revamp one of the ones that's on the album. 
he's got this whole plan, so I don't want to jinx anything, but it, yeah, well, hopefully we won't ask you to say who it is or anything. Yeah. So. Hopefully, hopefully it'll, um, hopefully it'll go in a very good direction and something positive will come out of it. Yeah. Hopefully that sounds really cool. Yeah. I'm really excited about it. And he's the guy who saw you at Nick's. No, he actually, I was playing uh, at this little bar up in Holly Springs called sidelines. It's one of the sidelines restaurants that are all around. They've got one up in Holly Springs and, uh, I was just sitting there. I was doing a duo, um, and my duo partner was just taking an extended break. So I hopped back up and did a couple of songs by myself. And uh, he was just sitting there at the bar, and he turned around, and he kept staring at me. And I started thinking. I was like, he must hate everything that's going on because he kept looking at me like kind of weird. And I'm like, either this guy's really digging this or he is like hating me right now. Oh, you just want to smell your hair. Uh, or he's just <laughs> or maybe he wants to ask her out. You never know, you know. Spoon. Spoon. So anyway, he comes up to me um when he got ready to leave and he asked me for a card and um told me he So was, I gave him a thank you note. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> um, but yeah, he just, he called me and we talked and he said he was interested in representing me and wanted to talk more. So it seems like a good deal so far. And uh, hopefully, hopefully everything he says will happen will. It'd be very good. Yeah, it's really cool. <laughs> yeah, it's exciting. Nothing like being found. Yeah, that... Uh, it made me feel really good because, I mean, I've been working so hard for so many years. And, you know, I guess, I don't know, I'm kind of at a point where it's like I just don't really know what to do or, what, you know, what number do I call, you know, <laughs> 1-800-PICK-ME. I don't know, you know, so it's... 1-800-HELLO! Pay attention to me. <laughs> um, so, you know, it was, I just kind of, I don't know, I just kind of let it go and just put it out there and, you know, just kind of tried to have positive thoughts about it here in, in the recent past. And I guess changing my mindset and just getting more of a positive attitude about things, it's really kind of changed uh, some things in my life recently. So I'm hoping it'll continue. And hopefully, you know, the things that we've been discussing will come to fruition and it would be really cool. So one day we'll be able to say, we knew her when, and here's the recording, and then we'll get sued. <laughs> no. That's I'm sorry you can't use that anymore. But this was before you. I know, right? We want our cut. I would not do that. <laughs> we're not worried about you. We're worried about your management company. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, they were great. Nah, nah. I want my 20%. What? <laughs> I haven't signed anything yet, so I think that's null and void. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're in the clear. <laughs> the first time for everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, the legal department would be happy to hear that. That we don't have any issues. You know? Our legal department's very busy. Right? No, I know, but you know, this one be one less off. By the way, you don't I can, have to do this. I can hear this. the I can hear the typing starting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you said you haven't been writing a lot, but you've been yeah. You've been um, with your band recording. Yes. A good a bit. Yes. Now, is that in preparation for possibly? the next album or are you guys just getting together to record a bunch of stuff our intentions were to record an album that's what we had started right, but out you had doing said the, yeah the it just kind of like stalled out yeah it just kind of stalled out so the writing primarily i mean i have a lot of stuff that i've taken to the band and the guys were interested in everything but the the lead guitar player he writes most of the songs and he you know he's always in the studio so much so he's like ahead of me as far as getting stuff onto the 
program and, and getting it recorded into the computer and stuff. So every time I come in, we're working on his newest stuff. And he's amazing, amazingly talented, great songwriter, uh, phenomenal musician. But um, I don't know. I just sometimes it just it's kind of going in a direction that is not it, it, it's they're just not as interested in my songs as they are with what they're already just doing. So I, a lot of the songs he writes, I sing the lead on and everything. And I play rhythm guitar in the band too. Mm -hmm. So I've just kind of decided, you know, I'm just going to kind of keep my stuff to myself. And if he's going to just continue to write, I guess until he just kind of stags out and doesn't have anything new, then I'll take what I had set aside for that band to the table so everything's pretty much been his and I'm just contributing, I guess, singing and playing guitar is really about it. Right. Um, I help out writing some of the harmony parts and some of the backing vocals, but that's, that's not really. It's not so, as satisfying as. Yeah, it's really not. So, I mean, like I said, with, with this new, this new endeavor coming down the pike, I, I'm kind of just reeling my original stuff in to throw into this project that I'm going to do for myself. Um, and, you know, continue playing with the band because I love the guys and we have a great time, but it just doesn't seem, it just seems like he's really focused on what's going on over there. And that's great. And I really enjoy being a part of it because it's great music, but, um, you know, I have some things I'd like to contribute and do on my own. And so if this is how it's got to get done, then that's the way I'll do it. Now, uh, what, uh, what way are they going? I mean, you have the singer songwriter indie kind of thing. Are they the same idea? Um, or are well, they more rock? Well, actually, Try Again is actually when I first joined the band um, a year and a half ago, he immediately said, I want this song on the album. And when we initially got the 13 songs together we were going to do on the album, that was on there. Um, so Try Again has actually been taken and we. I guess you can classify us as like alternative rock. I mean, it's, um, we're kind of multi-genre, I guess you could say our influences are, you know, a lot of, you know, the classic rock artists, um, we're, he and I are both really into blues. So we've got some like Delta blues influence in there as well. Um, we've taken a lot of the new trends in the modern music world now, which is some of the keyboards and stuff and sound effects. We've been incorporating things like that. So we've really, got a modern sound so it's a little different than what I normally would write but I like it because it's really stretched me as an artist because it's something I would never have done before and he's so good and he just writes these really hooky poppy you know rock songs and it's stuff that everybody is like tapping along to and humming so the writing styles are different but I'm leaning more into that direction where the band has been mm -hmm. because it's just a smart thing to do to keep up with the trends and you really have to, you know, you can sit around and say, I want to do the bleeding wrist thing all day long, but you know, there's, there's a market for that, but I'm sorry. I don't want to listen to my songs that sound like that every five seconds, you know, like I want something a little different. So and there's plenty of goths and emos out there that are more than happy to, you know, <laughs> Listen to that. Well, I just I, I just think if I don't, you know, if you just stay right there, you're not going to grow. And so I'm just trying to figure out where my medium is and, you know, getting my really wrapping 
my sound together because it's going to be a much more updated, newer sound than my album. It's going to, it's going to actually have a more cohesive, I guess, thought process behind it. I've, you know, I've grown up a lot. I've learned a lot. I kind of have a little bit of a clear idea of what I want and how to get that out of my musicians. It's just, I just have a more collective thought. Whereas before you can ask Skip, Skip sat right there and watched me and I just went, I don't know what to do. Everybody kept asking me, what do you want me to do? I don't know. Just play. Like, that was my answer. Just play drums, you know, and what do you want me to do? Hit them. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Like I did it. um, And so, uh, you know, now, you know, now with working with my cover band, working with an original band, working with many different styles of artists, uh, I've got a I've got a really good support team if I if I get stuck or need some help or need an idea or need to figure out how to do something. I've got some really creative people around me that can kind of help me. And also too, I just kind of feel like I've got a better direction and a better idea of how to get what I want out now. So, but it's going to be a lot more modern for sure than right. my previous album. Well, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Anybody? And if you do want to, if you do want to check out that song, you can find it on iTunes. Yeah, yeah, you can check her on iTunes or uh, my website. Website, yeah. uh, Kristen Tinsley. Tinsley. Yes. Dot com. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm terrible at names. I can't uh, even say my last name right half the time. Which is sad, really. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so KristenTinsley.com. But uh, can you find her on Facebook? Yes, um, I have a personal page and a fan page. So. Um, we're, uh, I'm trying to build up my fan base. So if any of you guys, uh, look up the page, Kristen Tinsley, if y'all go like it, that'd be awesome. That's what Evan's doing now. Yeah. He's He's doing that right now. Right. Aren't you, Evan? Are you doing that right now? (laughs) (laughs) That that was the awesomest yes I've ever seen. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, we'd like to thank, uh, all of y'all for giving us a little bit of time. We'd like to thank Skip LaPikas of Octagon Studios for the use of your equipment and the studio. We'd also like to thank Sound Labs because you're within them. We are here. <laughs> We'd also like to thank you, Kristen Tinsley, for uh, for giving us your time and being here. It was great having you. Thank you very much. And uh, we can hear, or we, well, yes, we can hear it. <laughs> but uh, you can hear about where we are, the recordings, this recording area at uh, soundlabatlanta.com or Facebook forward slash Octagon Studios of Atlanta. And you can go and see her at uh, kristentinsley.com or hunt her down on Facebook and stalk her uh, and give her a like. Or iTunes. Or you could find her on iTunes under the same name, and you can hit us up and tell me uh, if she's under singer-songwriter or indie rock or whatever. Because <laughs> I don't know. Because uh, I'm going to have to go do that when I get home because <laughs> it's really kind of bugging me. But uh, for all of us here, myself, Larry, my co-host, Chris, we'd like to say uh, ciao, folks. There we go, folks. We'd like to thank you for a bit of your time. We'd like to thank Skip Lapikas of Octagon Studios for the use of their equipment and space, and to Sound Labs as well. We would like to thank Kristen Tinsley for her time and great music. For info on any of this you have heard or about where we are recording, check them out online at soundlabatlanta.com, Facebook forward slash octagonstudiosofatlanta.com, and kristentinsley.com. Until next time, goodbye folks. 
Are you looking for a friendly and professional place to record your first album or a place to remaster your newest recording? Maybe you're just looking for someone to take an old recording that you and your bandmates did and make it sound better. Well, Octagon Studios of Atlanta is the place for you. Skip Lapikas, owner-operator, is there for all your audio needs. Octagon Studios of Atlanta is the place for mixing, mastering, sound design, Foley, voiceover, audio transfers, and more. They are located in Sound Lab Music Studios at 2190 Brandon Trail, Alpharetta, Georgia, 30004. Or you can find them online at facebook.com forward slash Octagon Studios of Atlanta. Octagon Studios of Atlanta. Go hear how good you can sound.